Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Amisha Gormley. We're two girls obsessed with one thing, beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We're calling on our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. With a drink in hand. Definitely with a drink in hand. (laughs) You're listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims. Hi, Emisha. Oh, oh, I really have FOMO right now. You have I FOMO right now. But let's talk about, um, let's talk about, before we lead into our guest, let's talk about one of your crushes that I remember so well. Oh, Lord. Um, Golden Globes. What was it? 2000 and, hmm. was it 2010? You had a... Yeah, I think it was 2000. No, I think it was 2009. Nine. It was 2009. You had a crush on your hairdresser. What was his name? God, what was his name? Daniel Erdman. Daniel Erdman. He was hot. He was hot. He was hot. I got you into the Golden... I got you into the Golden Globes party because you had a crush on your hairdresser. Do you know how fucking awesome that was? He also... I think it was the British accent. I mean, I did love a British accent. And he was hot. And he was hot. um, Imagine having a boyfriend or a husband that could cut your hair and like, give you a blowout every morning. I mean, that would have really just been, I mean, would have been on point. That would have been on point. Mike Gormley could not do that. Speaking of a crush on my hairdresser in front of me is my favorite, my all time, my favorite, favorite, favorite makeup artist to the stars, hairdresser. You're my one and only Joey Maloof. Joey! No, seriously, <laughs> you blushing. are. I know. I, I, he did my makeup this morning, so we've actually already been together for like, I don't know, like an hour. He's like super quick. For those of you who don't know, Joey Maloof is one of my favorite people in the world. We have been through thick and thin in the past 10, 15 plus years. Joey is incredible. We're going to take it back. But Joey, I'm so happy to have you here. I really, you are just, we had a moment. And, and before I start, I will say that <laughs> I almost had you bring it. Emisha, he was doing my makeup this morning. And literally there, he pulls out this little box. Tell them. <laughs> <laughs> so I pull out um, Bag Bomb. I use it for, you know, when there's like dry skin around the nose. I'll use it on the lips. It's like the fastest like beauty trick for chapped lips and I can't stand chapped lips and I like to moisturize them really well before I put on lipstick. So I pull this out. I pull, she, he pulls this out and I see this little green box and you guys don't know this, but I, some of you do. I lost my mom about a year and a half ago and this product, it's, was, it's called an udder. It's an udder ointment. It's an udder balm used on cows. 
right? It's, it's, it's like for cow it's nipples. cow nipples. Yeah. So he pulls this box out. I literally start to well up. I cannot. And I could tell. I was like, I, I, I didn't want to ask. I was like, oh, somebody must have just texted her something. Like you looked at me and I could just feel something went, happened. But I didn't want to ask because I thought it felt personal. Emisha and I will tell you that bag bomb salve, my mother, God bless your soul in heaven, mm-hmm. if there was anything, oh, just put a little bag bomb salve on it. Uh, if you have acne, just put a little bag bomb salve. I'm like, fucking doesn't work bag bomb salve for acne, but sure. Anyway, that's how long I've known Joey is that I literally burst into tears this morning. He's like, let me get you a tissue. Tell me all about it. Cry. And it's totally cry. fine. It's totally fine. And that marks a 15-plus-year relationship that we have been together. But how the fuck did a 20-year-old kid from Detroit get to La La Land? Get to La La Land. That's a great question. But, you know, it was such a special morning. I do want to reiterate that. I felt like your mom was with us. And I don't want to make you cry again. (laughs) I'm so sorry. But I I didn't want to, like, pass by without saying that. It felt really special. I got, like, goosebumps everywhere. But, yes. Um, we're so comfortable around each other. We can cry. <laughs> we cry. I'm totally, crying. I'm crying now. It's absolutely, totally normal. And Which fine. is one thing I want to talk about. That's one thing we're going to get to in the episode, just about this relationship and what it means. But I really want to know, and I want everyone to know that it didn't just happen for you overnight. You were this kid living in Detroit, tons of brothers. Your mom, tell me. Okay, I was like, I'll I, tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you. Wait, what? Just like you this morning, you're like, my mom, my hair, straightened my hair, cut my bangs and put it in a, like, a ponytail. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I, I didn't know my name was Joey until I went to school. They used to call me Kiki. Right. I was Kiki. And I Kiki always had a ponytail in the front. And like, you know, like, I was just always dressed up in my sister's clothes and wanted all her toys and stuff. But yeah, so I mean, I grew up in Detroit. I'm the youngest of five. Uh, my three older brothers were in the beauty industry. I, so beauty has always been a part of my life. I have an uncle on my dad's side and an aunt on my mom's side that were in beauty. It's just in it's in our DNA, I feel like. But I grew up in a really fun household. I was so lucky to be accepted by my family. I didn't even know I had no idea about gender or sexuality or anything. No one ever pointed it out and said, like, don't do that. You're a boy or, you know, these are girls toys. No one ever said that to me. I mean, do you know how forward thinking that was? I mean, this is 20 years ago. Girl, they were not thinking. They had five kids and they were like, have the best time. Don't like drive us crazy, you know. But, you know, I also was so lucky. My three older brothers were so supportive of me and always made sure, you know, if somebody talked badly about me or if I wasn't feeling, like, good about something, you know, they would always kind of give me the confidence that I needed, even if it was, like, seemed mean at the time. I look back and I think, wow, like, they were always building me up with confidence. So, you know, I don't know. I was a crazy teenager. My childhood was amazing. I was a really good boy. And then as a teenager, I was crazy. I, like... You know, I'm so sorry, mom. So sorry. <laughs> you know, it was to the point where like I, I was 20 and my mom was like, oh, my God, you know, I, I love you, but I've had it. Like, go move to New York with your brothers, <laughs> which I was so excited. That's what I wanted. So did you move with Eli and George? Which Who did you move with? OK, so George said yes. <laughs> George said yes. And, you know, I was spoiled, emotionally spoiled. Like I was so loved and given everything that George was like my oldest brother and was going to be my new parent, my new guardian. (laughs) He was going to school me on life because I grew up in a house 
where I, I just didn't have rules. Like I didn't have to do my homework. No one asked me things like that. Like it was like, you're smiling. Thank God. <laughs> you know? So when I moved to New York, George wanted to kind of be my parent and like toughen me up a little bit. So he's like, you're sleeping on the floor. You're paying me rent. You need to get a job. But it was fabulous. I was so excited. I was successful in Detroit as a hair and makeup person, you know, on Saturdays and Sundays the line of girls outside of my bed bedroom to get their glam done. Like our house was like, that's how it was all the time. On a Monday, I was just always glamming people and they were always my friends and we were always going out. So like my life is not sort of say different. It just kind of evolved. So right. when I moved to New York, I got a job. George was like, you got to get a job. So three weeks in, I find finally get a job at Bendel's. George took me to every makeup counter. And he's like the mayor of New York in beauty. He knew everybody. Everybody knew him. So everybody wanted to hire me. And then I got a job. I worked there for four days <laughs> at the Tarte counter. Oh, we used to oh love God, I probably tart. met you at the Tarte counter. Oh. I used to go, wait, what year was that at? I, I would swear I sold I you a product. You probably sold me product. I've I'm not even kidding. I would go to the Tarte counter at Bendel's. I would walk there because that was like all I could afford with my paycheck when I first moved to New York. And I would walk to Bendel's after work. That is so funny. I only worked there for four days. <laughs> so I don't know if the odds. So I work at the uh, Tarte counter on the fourth day. I did this girl's makeup. You know, um, working at a counter can be really difficult. It's like the pressure of having to make your number. That like that was the rule. I don't like rules. Rules didn't work for me. <laughs> I never had them before. <laughs> so when I got a real job, they were like, these are the rules. I was like, huh? <laughs> Say what? I can't, oh, I can't wear whatever I want. I was like, this is not going to work for me. Anyway, so the fourth day, I am like trying to make my numbers. I'm selling products and I'm like charging them the wrong prices. And, you know, they liked me so much. So I don't, they never like said anything, but I, they would say, you know, you're not doing that great of a job. You got to do this <laughs> in a nice way. Anyway, so I did this girl's makeup, had no idea who she was. I could have cared less if she bought anything. I was like, Ooh, you are so cute. I'm about to do your makeup. You don't even have to buy anything. Let me just do the whole thing. Do you have time? She was like, yeah. <laughs> this is why you're trying to make your number. I'm trying to make my numbers, but I'm also like, don't buy anything. I could care less. Just make me look busy. Hey, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. Experience all the benefits of an infrared sauna from the comfort of your own home. Higher Dose's portable sauna blanket makes it easy to get hot and high from anywhere. You guys, it's so easy. You just lay down inside the blanket, turn up the heat, and sweat it out. You will burn 600 calories in just one sweat session. So it's like working out without having to work out. Infrared therapy supports glowing skin, deeper sleep, and a balanced mood. And as your core temperature heats up, your brain actually releases a dose of happy chemicals, leaving you feeling euphoric after just one sweat session. The blanket's deeply penetrating heat instantly boosts blood flow, flooding your body with benefits like radiant youthful skin, higher energy, a boosted mood, and decreased bloat. This sauna blanket is an amazing and affordable addition to any self-care routine. No need to go to a spa when you can do it at home from anytime, anywhere you want. For those of you who want to experience the benefits of infrared without the sweat, they also have a really cool infrared PMFs mat that recharges your cells to help you feel relaxed, grounded, and rejuvenated. 
This game-changing mat combines the powerful technology of heated infrared with PMFs plus 20 pounds of healing crystals like amethyst and tourmaline for relaxative, restorative experience that you feel within 20 minutes. Get your own infrared sauna blanket or infrared PMFs mat today at higherdose.com. You can use promo code LIPSTICK75 at checkout to save $75. That's higherdose.com. Lipstick 75 is the promo code, or just go to higherdose.com slash lipstick to get $75 off today. So it turns out she bought everything. She also was an agent at a huge um, agency that doesn't exist anymore. And she gave me her card and said, I'd love to see your book. And I had just moved there three weeks. (laughs) I'm in New York three weeks from Detroit, (laughs) never lived anywhere besides my parents' house. And I went home and I was like, George. What is a book? <laughs> George, I, I need a book. How do I get a book? I never heard of a book before. <laughs> Remember books? Of course. Uh, to get to, your book, I had to live in Europe for seven years. <laughs> we had to carry them everywhere and show them to everybody and do a go-see. Oh, yeah. At the time, even hair and makeup people had to do of it course. like models did. So, you know, you, I know you. Whip know. out that portfolio. And oh, yeah. Flip. They looked through it so fast they could care less. Yeah. They're like, okay, fabulous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Move on. Oh, move we on. like your oh, personality. Great. Thank Good. you. You're hired. Um, <laughs> or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so I was like, George, I don't know what I'm going to do. He's like, well, you can't just make a book appear. You have to work for it. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to email them back and you're going to tell them you'll live for everybody that's on the roster of artists and you want to assist all of them. And the next day I was supposed to go in to Bendel's and they the agency called me and booked me on a job with Paul Starr. Shut up. Remember, he's no, Paul he's, Starr is a huge makeup artist, no longer with he's us. He's no longer with us, but Paul Starr literally, I mean, it was like the Charlotte Tilbury of, of today. That, of that moment. Of yeah. that moment. He was doing everybody in LA, like all the top it girls that were in the magazines. It was like, I was so excited. I had never heard of him before. I just <laughs> wanted to be at a fashion show. So I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to wear? Oh my God. I got to call Bendel's. Oh my God, I, I got to call Bendel's. Honestly, I forgot to call Bendel's. I was so excited. George was like, my brother George was like, you're wearing what you're wearing now. I was in a gray tank top, like a wife beater, we used to call them. And I was wearing brown Adidas pants with lime green Lacoste sneakers straight out of Detroit. I had so no, good. Literally, I had no idea. So I show up to this fashion show and I'm so geeked, like, Carolina Korkova, like all, I knew every model's name. I knew every model. And I was like, this is where I belong. So I set up my station and I did somebody's makeup and Paul Starr's assistant comes and gets me and says, Paul wants you to work next to him. I was so geeked. I was like, he was doing Carolina Korkova's makeup and Caroline was in the seat next to him. I was like, oh my God, where am I? Like, this is so fabulous. This is where I I have arrived. This is where I'm meant to be. You know, I'm in New York for a month at this point and Like, it was just like New York embraced my energy. I pretended like I never learned a thing in my life and let New York, like, let let do its teaching, be my teacher. And the next day, he called me and left me a voicemail saying, I'm going to introduce you to a friend of mine. The agency calls me (laughs) the following day. I never went back to, I never had to look for a job ever again. The following day, this all happened like simultaneously. I get booked for a job in October. And it's with this girl named Rachel Zoe. I never heard of her before. Like, you know, sh- you know, we didn't Google people back then. Mm-mm. Like at this time, you just went, you trusted. So you're in early 2000s. This is early 2000s. 
And yeah, it was before she became famous. She was a huge stylist at the time. Huge stylist. But like not a tabloid sensation or no TV show or anything. And I go to the 60 Thompson Hotel that day. I'm so excited. I have no idea where I'm going and what I'm doing. (laughs) I show up with my makeup kit. They booked me just for makeup. And she opens the door. She's in a white bathrobe. Humongous. (laughs) The biggest honey blonde hair I've ever seen. And she's wearing like a diamond necklace. And her literally both of her wrists had like all this gaudy, huge diamond jewelry, gold watches. It was just like very Rachel Zoe, like what we love her and know her for. And the second she said hi to me, it was like I knew her. I, it was weird. We had a great instant connection. Uh, she loved her makeup. We had so much fun chatting. She was super nosy, wanted to know everything about me. <laughs> she still is. She still Amazing. is. And her hair person didn't show up. They booked a hair person. They didn't show up. So you had to do hair and makeup. And I ended up doing her hair. I didn't have my hair stuff. I did it with the so comb <laughs> and the blow dryer from the hotel. With And she had a little baby bottle of Aquanet. The second <laughs> she pulls out the Aquanet, I was like, we are soulmates. <laughs> We are soulmates. Oh, my God. You use Aquanet. You wear diamonds with bathrobes. Who are you? And honestly, the rest is history. I would say six months later, I had been working with her consistently for two weeks out of every month for six months. Six months into knowing her, she was launching her first book. Mm -hmm. And I did her. I got her ready for her book launch party. And I remember her signing a book for me and telling me, like, oh my God, you're going to be so major one day. Like, you don't even know it. Like, um, thank you so much for like making me feel so special. Like she always was so sweet like that. Like always told me how she felt and how I made her feel. And that would always like uplift me and it made me feel so good. And, you know, I was so new and I didn't know a lot of people. So to meet somebody. Those are are massive moments, even just just in anyone's life to have that validation of like, you're amazing. You I believe style in you. everyone I yeah. admire. Everyone I've admired my whole life is your friend. You know that like, you know, so it was very exciting for me. All right, you guys, we're going to take a little bit of a quick break. Now to all the people out there, they perhaps don't have the perfect diet or are looking to improve their health habits. There's also an easy way to cover your nutrition needs on a daily basis. I'm someone, you guys know me, I'm always trying to get in as many greens into my diet as possible. And that's why I've been adding athletic greens to my daily routine. Initially, I was a little bit hesitant because most of these green powders taste like undressed kale, but athletic greens has perfected the taste without adding any of the nasty fillers, GMOs, artificial colorants, sugar. I actually enjoy taking it every morning. You know what's even better? It's not that typical greens powder. Their simple superfood powder is formulated with 75 high quality and absorbable ingredients to cover your multivitamin. Yes, multivitamin, multimineral, probiotics, prebiotics, aptogens, greens powder, and more. It gives me so much more diversity in my diet without having to take multiple products of pills. I love how it supports my energy, gut health, stress, immune system without having to get overwhelmed researching or taking multiple things. And it's particularly useful when you're rushing out the door in the morning or traveling just to give you that added nutritional and digestive support. If you're down to start up or up-level your health routine, then Athletic Greens is giving my listeners a year-round immune system support with a free year's supply of their vitamin D liquid dropper and five free travel packs with your first purchase by going to athleticgreens.com slash lipstick. Again, it's simple. Visit athleticgreens.com slash lipstick and get your immunity bundle today. I'm Lexi. I'm Shannon. 
I'm Tiffany. And this is the 6 and 9 podcast. Family dinner is at 6 and pre-drinks are at 9. We're serving laughs, cocktails, and lots of stories we probably shouldn't share. In this multi-generational mother-daughter podcast, nothing is off the table. We're unfiltered, uncensored, and undone. You can catch a new episode of 6 and 9 every Tuesday anywhere you listen to podcasts. And you are invited. I also think it's just good things happen to to good people. You know, I mean, you said you like never worked, like never, you came in, you were like four days in and you had this great opportunity, but like, that's just, you're a good person. And it's like, when you hear that, it's just, I don't know. And then think about that to being on the Rachel Zoe show. I mean, you, you, I mean, the Rachel Zoe project. I mean, that literally. I mean, so crazy. So she hands me her book after she signs it the day of the party. And she said, so what's the dream? I go, what? She goes, what's your dream? And I said, oh, baby, I I know I'm meant to be on TV. Like, if there's anybody meant to be on TV, it's me. Like, I'm literally, (laughs) I just did her hair and makeup. Who says that? (laughs) Like, who says that to somebody? Like, I'm like, I literally told her to her face, like, I'm meant to be famous. And she goes, really? Like, she was like, huh? She was like, well, that that's interesting. I'm I'm working on getting a TV show. And I was like, no way. And she's like, yeah, if I get it, you're going to be on it. I want you on it. It was like that. Like, it was like very... Just that moment. A year later, she hires me. I walk onto the set of the Rachel Zoe Project's, like, first shooting in New York. And um, she's like, Mike, this is Joey. Mike him. He's going to be on the show. And, And six years flew by and five seasons of the show happened. Isn't that crazy? From meeting the one agent in Mendel's, you know, seven years before. Yeah. And, and you know, I was such a snob when I was a kid. <laughs> I was like, I'm not getting a fucking job. What are you guys talking about? Like, I'm going to go on auditions and I'm going to do all these things because I was a dancer and <laughs> I was a cheerleader. And I, did, you know, I was so interested in this industry. I just was interested in everything, beauty, fashion, dance, entertainment, all of these things excited me. And just by work, getting a job. Getting a job. For four and I days. met you through Rachel because she, Rachel was my stylist. Oh, I'll never forget the day <laughs> I met you. I know you probably don't remember it as well as I do, but like, I'm like, oh my God. Because when I moved to New York, you were on the cover of every magazine. Literally, every, every like newsstand, your face was on the cover of almost every magazine. That was a couple you, good years. <laughs> you were everywhere. <laughs> so like, obviously, you know, I was so excited to meet you. But I met you when I came to L.A. for the first time. We were filming season one of the show. You were coming in to get ready for award season and try on all your outfits. And I think we were filming it for the show. You were filming. Because I, re- I was so we- It was weird to be like with her and with a crew. Yeah. Because, you know, you're you always- weren't used to that. I wasn't used to that in, in a weird way. But... She, you know, it was her. And I'm like, oh, this is good. And we actually had so much fun because it's really it's when you're getting styled, it's a de- it's a definite it's it's definitely an intimate process. And you're changing clothes and yeah. not everything fits and you're feeling really bad about yourself. So to let cameras in to see that was I think that's why the Rachel Zoe project worked, because it was so intimately in the behind the scenes mm-hmm. that. Like literally. Like literally. Yeah. And I, I loved it. I loved all five, six seasons. I still wish she would do it again. But yes. It was um, it was fun. I remember you coming into the bathroom and I was touching her up. I was <laughs> fixing her cream blush. You sat on this like bathtub and you literally just leaned your cheek in and you were like, <laughs> and you were like, can, can you put some, a little bit of that on me really quick? Like just a, 
just I love that color. Like, put it on me. And I was like, oh my God, I'm upset. I, I instantly was obsessed with you. And then, you know, I do love it. You know how much I love a cream blush. Oh my God, honey, you literally invented cream blush in my mind. You love it so much. You invented this, like, also this technique of like putting it on the cheek and the nose. Like, you really, you always used to do that. Even when I would do it and not do it to your nose, you would always go over it with your hands. It's, it, it's cream blushes what I think of when I, when I think of you in a makeup product. But yeah, after that moment, you know, we started working together. And then my favorite, I have to say, you know, in all five seasons of the show, my favorite moment was getting to style you doing your hair and your makeup because I had never done that before. So it's like a monumental moment in my life. And like, I can't believe you let me do that knowing I had no idea what I was doing. I know, but I just was like, oh, we'll figure it out. Yeah. And it was so funny. I was like, well, this is either going to be hilarious or like. I looked amazing. I'm, or I'm talented. And honestly. <laughs> you were, you were talented. Honestly, you look stunning in, in the Rachel Roy dress. And it's like your signature color. Mm -hmm. What are the odds that. And I knew when I saw that dress that you were going to wear it. That was like a real moment in the moment. show. Anyway, like that. And I ended up meeting you up at, at the event. And then, you know, the rest is history. I We worked together on your books. I mean, we've worked together. On everything. On everything. Your, and I mean. Your showers, <laughs> your personal. You walk in the door. Home. Lashes. Lashes. <laughs> my favorite thing. <laughs> lashes. Oh, my God. Your neighbors. I scream <laughs> lashes so loud. I wake up the whole neighborhood. My favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things is I'll just say it's just <laughs> I just want to look, I just want to look natural. <laughs> now, exactly. 500 packs of eyelashes later. And then I'm like, and then you're like, not, it's not enough. Emma. It's never enough. I know. Do you remember when I went through the period with my first pregnancy? Cause I got so big. Oh, with a snatched ponytail. You wouldn't let me do anything but a snatched ponytail on you. And I was like, oh my God. Like if I have to do one more ponytail, I've never done another ponytail in my life. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, except for the one moment. It's true. You like that. That was like the snatch ponytail and contour where you're the, where the vibe. Because I moment. was, I, I weighed 200 in pounds. That's why I wanted a ponytail. <laughs> I don't want to laugh because you just said you weighed 200 pounds. Oh my God. With a baby. I mean, he, he gave me a rough run, Brooksy. Well, now that you brought it up, I think when you were pregnant with <sighs> Scarlett, I came to your baby shower and you almost murdered me. Remember the ribbon thing? We did the ribbon cutting where we had to guess the size of your belly. <laughs> oh, from, I remember that. From around, you were yes. there. Yes. Remember? Yes, I, I remember. It. It was, around her belly. It was <laughs> big enough to go around this table. She almost murdered me. I remember me. I'm like, that. I'm she not, started, like, she, she's like, you fucking bitch. Like, I will not, kill you. I'm not that bitch. <laughs> We actually have an amazing picture where we're peeing our parents. Uh, but wait a second. Yeah, I was like so pregnant. And yeah, okay. I think that's when I met you, Emma Show, when you guys were oh, getting ready for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you'd met, I mean, you had known of her right. because Before, of her love of beauty. Right. Oh, girl, the second we met, it was like over. You, you were telling me about <laughs> products I had never heard about. And and like you have such great skin and you take such good care of your hair and you love products, I think, more than me and Molly put together. Right. But one of my my favorite, I was having a really bad moment and I do want to get into this. I think, you know, sometimes your hairdresser, your makeup artist, your colorist, your your um, manicurist, whatever person that sometimes you become therapy, you become you become a therapist. 
And I know that sounds, but it's why hairdressers know all the secrets, you know, because they're like relaxed, <laughs> you know, cutting. Like yeah. I, I literally, you probably know almost as much about me than Emisha knows. And I, and I really mean that. I remember, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> do you remember the bleach? Well, the cutting and the bleach story. Oh my God. I'll never forget it. I was staying with you in your apartment in New York. I don't remember what we were working on something together, though. I heard doing something. I remember waking up that morning and I was interviewing somebody for my business at the time via Skype and you were making coffee behind the computer <laughs> whispering, ask them this question. And I like could not even hold a straight face trying to give this interview because you, I mean, and you were trying to, you were helping me. Anyway, you were in a mood that day. And then you went out and I was still doing the interviews. And I remember you coming back into the apartment and it was, you were sopping wet because it was raining outside. Ugh. And the second I looked at you, I was scared. I was like, <laughs> what happened to her? It was one of those moments where like you were shifting and changing and you were ready for change. And it was almost like everything in the world was conspiring to get you to do it. And you were fed up. I was, I had a, it was like a bad week. I'd had the worst. I was sopping <laughs> wet coming out of the metro, coming out of the subway. Yeah. A canal. I'm like, and I'd walked and I couldn't get a taxi and I like kept walking. I walked in the door. I'm like, sit down. You're going to cut off my hair. Do you have your scissors with you? Do you have your scissors? Go get them. And you were just dragging a chair in front of a mirror. Like it was like, a, like you weren't even thinking about it. And then it was like every hair had to have its own moment. So it was like, Full on a session. Like it was, I think that's, that was a therapy session. It was a therapy session. And it's session. like what you say, it's true. It's like, I feel like I'm a vault of like everyone's like situations and insecurities and life experiences. We'll be back in just a few minutes. All right, you guys, you know how much I love talking about wellness and bettering ourselves and taking care of ourselves. And we all need to be taking care of our mental health now more than ever. You guys have heard me talk about BetterHelp for a bit now, and it really has truly helped me be the best person possible. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. This is a safe, private online environment where you can communicate with your therapist in under 48 hours. No schedule time needed, but you're able to send a message to your counselor at any time. There's nothing worse than waiting in a waiting room, but with BetterHelp, you get to skip the hassle and have your appointment in the comfort of your own home. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Traditional therapy can be really expensive. Um, a lot of healthcare providers don't provide it. And this really is a great option for people looking for extra help or support. And most importantly, it's convenient. There's financial aid available. There's a lot of different therapeutic matches that really can fit what you need and what you're looking for because we're all so different. You know, there's nothing worse than waiting in a waiting room and you can skip all of that. Your appointment can be in the comfort of your own home and BetterHelp is really committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So it's easy and free to change counselors if needed. I mean, what you're looking for is the perfect match. And sometimes that doesn't happen. So with BetterHelp, you are able to find the match that is best for you. I want all of you to start living a happier life today. Did you hear me? I want all of you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor, betterhelp.com slash lipstick. And what is that like? I mean, is that because I know, you know, you, people come to you and like, what is it being like to work on 
A-list people? Is it, is, do you, I mean, you, you literally, your clients are Goldie Hawn, Kate Hudson, Kendall Jenner, Lisa Renna, Jessica Alba, Chloe Kardashian, Rachel Zoe. What's it like being a makeup artist to all of these A-list clients? Is there, is there pressure? Is, do you still feel the pressure? I don't think I've ever felt pressure and no. And yes, I know everybody's who you listed off is very high profile. And I would say that I had a connection with each person you named, like from the first moment I worked with them. And I think that's important because obviously as a high profile, you know, celebrity, A-list person, you get the option to choose whoever you want to work with. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's so important. And who you choose to be around and in your energy, you know, you have to trust the energy that's happening. So I feel like if if somebody hires me, I just take that as, okay, they're trusting me enough to hire me. So I'm going to just, I'm going to show up and I'm going to be my best self and I'm going to do the best I can that day. And the better I am with myself and my self-care routine and my mental health and my everything, the more I'm able to fill someone else's cup. Mm -hmm. So if I fill my own cup on my own time, then I can fill someone else's cup. Mm -hmm. And that's important to me because I don't give a shit how gorgeous you think you look. If you feel like shit, I can see it. Mm -hmm. I see it. We always say that. We always say it. And you know it. You know, you walk in the room. Girl, I'll walk in the room. And the second I look at you, I already know everything that happened to you that day. And like, and it's funny because I, I just pick up on it. I have like a sixth sense because my job is not fulfilling unless somebody feels amazing afterwards. And, I, and that's not always possible. But I try to do my best to get to get you there, because when you go and put your, your you know, you're in front of people and you're speaking in front of people and you're in front of a camera and you're taking pictures, you know, those are all opportunities we're never going to have again. So. I like to make sure that I'm present so that I can bring my best self and make sure I'm because energy is contagious. What do you think? And I think this is where Emma was talking like for for listeners out there when we we are all dressed up and we have, you know, we're supposed to feel great. We've got we look good, but then we don't because you do. You have this thing and Emma does this as well. Like you really can hype me up like you're like, you got this girl like even for my birthday, and I turned 48, and I had this dress on, and I really wanted all my girlfriends were coming, and I, you know, we had, I had some I had not seen in a year, and you were like, put on that other dress, and I'm like, I don't know, I just I felt, you know, truthfully, I felt insecure, and I'm like, am I too heavy for it? Like, is it too much? Is it? And you just, you literally made me feel like a different person. Like from when I got up, put on the dress, I was kind of like, I don't know. And you, and I know it sounds so simple, but truly you made me feel great. I had a great, beautiful, wonderful night. Like, and we always talk about it, Amisha and I, like sometimes we can't get ourselves there and it's, it's, you know what I mean, Amisha? It's like, yeah, no, I, yeah, I totally agree. I think it's, you know, that's, that's what's special about, you know, you make everybody feel beautiful. So thank you. Thank you for letting me crash your party, by the way. It was fabulous. <laughs> but, you know, I totally felt like the mother of the bride. You in, were the mother in, of the in bride. In the moment because um, your team was like, oh, are, are you like, 
are you trying to like get us on a side like this dress <laughs> or that dress? And I was just like, oh my God, I didn't mean it for it to be that. I just, when I saw you in that dress, I think what I saw was exciting for me. I was like, oh my God, you look like it's your party. That dress, like it, it, it looked like you were comfortable in it. And, and the dress was different. I think that's what I was feeling from mm-hmm. you. I was like, maybe the dress is too different for her. She feels weird because it's at her house. But I felt like it was the perfect birthday dress for that moment. And I think what you're asking me and the answer to what you're asking me is that I kind of put myself in your shoes. What would I want if I were her? Mm -hmm. And And you've had your own self-acceptance journey over not feeling good about yourself, feeling good about yourself, not feeling good about yourself. Do you think you also pull from that? Oh, my God. I think that's such an important thing that I I the work I do on myself is the most valuable thing that I bring to the table, you know, because anyone can do your makeup, anyone can do your hair, but you know, not everybody can make you feel gorgeous and, and feeling beautiful is more powerful than how you look on the outside. And I think that's what, you know, is so powerful. I think, yeah, I think going back and working on myself and, you know, doing the inner work, like figuring out what my childhood trauma is and healing myself from those things that I I do to torture myself. Like, you know, I think beauty is interesting. And the fact that I was um, attracted to this industry is fascinating because I never really, I uh, the journey for me to feel beauty, beautiful and to be able to look in the mirror and accept myself and my body and how I look and how I sound and how I talk and the way I was born was a really long, it took me a really long time. I would say all of my life until this moment, it's taken me to be comfortable in my own skin and to, um, but and yet to love myself. To love yourself, but yet you're so outpouring of, you have to love yourself. Molly, you look amazing. You've got to feel it. You've got to own it. You've got to give it. You, It's interesting, it's isn't it? It's easier for me to love you. It's easy for me to show you how to love yourself because what I was doing without realizing it was I was taught I I was doing what I wished I could say to myself. I was showing you the way out without real like without taking my own advice. So that like going into the uh into the depths of my trauma was interesting because nothing happened to me that I could see or touch or taste or smell or anything because I had a great childhood I was always accepted I never had to have a coming out story so what what was my trauma like why didn't I feel like I was enough so when I got the language I didn't feel like I was enough is it was the it was the it was like the first step was half the distance Mm -hmm. admitting that I knew I was treating myself like I wasn't enough I couldn't be pretty enough gorgeous enough skinny enough fit enough uh, rich enough, cool enough. But yet I looked at you and I've known you for 15 years and I've never once had that thought about you. That's so fascinating because inside it was a whole, whole different story, you know, and in a way I knew how to smoke and mirrors my personality so that you wouldn't right. pay attention to that. And I got so used to doing that that I started believing in my own smoke and mirrors right. and like my own lies that I was projecting out into the world. So, you know, I was like, why don't I think I'm enough? Just ask, starting to ask myself that question is what really led me to figure it out. And, you know, I would say from a young age, like I felt like I said, I would say when I was about 16 and I couldn't have certain things 
you know, like the car I wanted or like the newest and latest, like Versace collection, you know, that's literally, I lived in my own world. I literally thought I was Cher from Clueless in my head. So, you know, when I realized I'm not literally, I have to like wake up and smell reality. I didn't like it. I didn't want to live in reality. I wanted to be Cher from Clueless. So I set, I created this ideal self and I put her on a pedestal and I call her because everyone I looked up to growing up was a rich white woman. I wanted to be like them, like Alexis Carrington, <laughs> Cher from Clueless, you know, the whoever, Kelly from 90210, yes. whoever was rich I want and white and blonde, I wanted to be her. It's why you love Rachel Zoe in a bathrobe with diamonds. So it's like I attracted that. Yeah, it's fascinating. So I created an ideal self that I put on a pedestal that I could never live up to. So I could never find happiness because I was constantly chasing a, a, an ideal self that didn't exist for me. So because I never had to have a coming out story, you know, for being gay, my coming out story is my trauma. And my trauma is that I'm not a rich white woman. <laughs> and and it's funny. I, you're allowed to laugh. I laughed for a year at myself because I was like, I know people that have been through real shit. This is not real. But it's very real. But it's real to you. It's and very I think real to me. That's it's, where people like... You might, this might not bother you or this not might not make you feel a certain way, but it does to me. I feel it. And that is what you need validation. And that mm-hmm. is only true to you. Yeah. And, and there are so many people that have trauma that don't know they have trauma. So I kept finding myself and walking in a circle and finding the same problems over and over again until I realized this ideal self that I created for myself is not real. She's not real. You're never going to be her. And then once the epiphany happened, I was like, oh, my God. But I get to be me. I get to be me. And I'm fabulous. And you are. And I'm fabulous, girl. Fabulous. (laughs) It's fabulous to be me. And, you know, I want everybody to be able to say that about themselves. And I do. But I do think that is why so many women, whether it be. Rachel Zoe, Kate Hudson, Goldie Hawn, like myself, we come to you not just because you make us look beautiful, but you make us feel beautiful. And I and I truly, truly mean this. And Thank we you. wouldn't be a beauty podcast without talking some beauty. All right, you have worked with so many people. Like what I know, without giving too much, what's the craziest thing a client has made you do? The craziest thing a client has made me do. Oh my God. Well, without telling you a crazy story, I had to put makeup on her vagina. <gasps> Stop Actually, it. Actually, I've done that to two different clients. Isn't that wild? Oh, wow. I would die. I don't even, someone we would know. You don't have to say the name, but would it be someone we would know? Absolutely. Stop it. Yeah. Tell me. No. Tell me. No, don't tell me. Tell me. I'll tell you later. Okay, tell me later. I don't want to publicly talk oh my about God. putting some no, makeup okay. on someone's <laughs> vagina. But yeah, there's two. there was two shoots where one was naked and one was almost naked and it was showing. So I was like, oh my God, well, I, even if there's like pictures that, even if it doesn't make it into the final edit, there's going to be pictures roaming around <laughs> with your oh vagina and it's going to be a different color than the rest of your body because your rest of your body has makeup on. So yeah. Stop it. I mean, I'm also obsessed with watching you and Lisa Renna. I mean, <laughs> Talk about the, the oh. odd couple, the duo. Oh my God. She is amazing. First of all, Lisa, if Love you guys her. don't know her, real housewife, 
great actress. I used to follow her on Days of Our Lives. I mean, honestly. My first, you know, I met her a while, a long time ago, way before Housewives. And um, the second I saw her, I go, I called her Billy. I go, Billy. <laughs> Billy. I'm your, I was like, oh my God. My, like watching Days of Our Lives with my mom when I was younger was like, my favorite thing to do. Oh my God. I used to shell beans with my grandmother. Lisa's hilarious. She's she's she, the best thing that ever happened to the Housewives franchise. All right. So talk talk to us about beauty. Like when when tell us, you know, you're you were obsessed with all things beauty. That's why Emish and I love you. You guys have your own relationship. You text, you talk about blush, Tom Ford. I mean, take us through like what what's the number one thing that you start with with skincare for your clients like talk about that process in terms of skin and getting your clients prepped well the second i walk in and the client opens the door or i look at the client i just kind of sense their energy and like the first thing i do is look at their skin so then it's like oh okay it's kind of one of those days eye patches so important mm-hmm. i love skin iceland's eye patches they're really great because they depuff, and you could put them in the freezer. I know you know this for a few seconds, and they stay. Emisha uses them; they don't slip down. That's why I like them because I can mis- uh, I can moisturize the face. I like to kind of massage in a good moisturizer and a good. What's serum. your favorite moisturizer right now? I mean, I I use La Mer is always a staple in my kit, uh, but right now I've been really liking Ula Henriksen makes this like banana like serum and mm-hmm. they make a cold plunge pore remedy moisturizer which i really like under foundation it's fabulous so, what's just, so funny i just have to say this so i'll be sitting in the chair and he knows if like i'm he needs me to like pay attention or or just relax or like get me out of it he'll like take my shoulders back pull my hair back to his shelf and start beating and beating yes. yeah. beating my face uh-huh. with like serums and moisturizer and Thanks for the sound. <laughs> I am. I do have a heavy hand, so you're not wrong. <laughs> but I will. I swear. I'm like you've already debuffed me. Like, like it does work, it's and it also to, relaxes. It's me. just to relax you. I could tell when I could tell there's a lot on your mind. I don't even mean to do it. It's a second nature. I'm not doing it on purpose. Like you know what I mean. Like that's just kind of like how I like to massage in the moisturizer. I like to work it in, baby. You do. I do. Um, I feel like that part relaxes the client. And then it's simple. I just go right into makeup after. What are some of your favorite foundations? I'm curious. You know, I'm all about the skin. Oh, favorite foundation. I've been really obsessed with Laura Mercier's Tinted Moisturizer again. It's such a, it's such a staple. It's such a go-to. She is the one who turned me on. Two colors. What was it? Natural and wheat or, oh God. Nude. Nude. Was it Nude. I use natural and nude on your Natural and together. nude. I like yeah. bisque. I like bisque. Bisque is, bisque is a good shade. You're a, a little darker. You like to gorgeous. be beigey, nudie. Mm-hmm. You like a nudie, beigey I like a, glow. I like a little yellow in there. Yeah. To take the redness out of my skin. Yeah, but, and then Giorgio Armani's, you know, silk foundation is stunning. Every makeup artist has the Giorgio Armani. Is it the luminous or? Luminous silk. The luminous silk, yeah. Yeah, yeah. luminous silk. It's oh, so good. Charlotte Tilbury's so, Flawless Foundation is really fabulous, too. Yeah, yeah she loves it. That she one's loves a, a good flawless one filter. The face filter. The face filter. Wait, so what are your, your favorite beauty trends right now? Are there any trends you're seeing that you're into? Yeah. I really love a burst of color. I think because, you know, mm-hmm. we've not, no one's been wearing makeup for so long. I feel like everyone's like been wearing color because it's happier and it's fun and it really brings out your eye color and it really just like color. Color. I just, like really love color. And I love what everybody's doing with metallics right now because they're adding like different levels of chunky glitter as a detail. They're adding Swarovski crystals as a detail. Like 
on on top of a metallic eyeshadow, they're adding these cool details. And I really love graphic eyeliner. Everybody's been doing their own version of it. And what I, do you mean like a graphic eyeliner? What do you mean? So it's almost kind of like where you'll do your eyeliner and then you'll line your cut crease, oh, but yeah. you won't wear eyeshadow. It'll just oh. be about the liner. Right. And you could do it in any color. And I just really love what how trendy it's becoming. And it's becoming something people can wear. Like it's becoming more relatable for people to wear color mm-hmm. and like. What's your all-time favorite red? All-time favorite red? Ooh, I mean Ruby Woo mm-hmm. Mac is what I always go back to. It's fabulous. It's fabulous. It looks good on everybody. All-time favorite pink. Ooh, all-time favorite pink. That's hard. It's hard. Just pinks are hard. Pinks are good. YSL makes a good. YSL and um, Sicily. Sicily. The, what's the one you put on me today? This was so good. The Charlotte. Oh, Tilbury. that's Charlotte Tilbury. I can't read. Pillow, I, can't, I, I have my uh, pillow talk. Is it pillow talk? Oh no, it's yeah, it's pillow talk medium. Medium. And then um, Rena Beauty lip gloss. This so one, good. This one is no filter, and the Charlotte Tilbury uh, lip pen, lip cheat. Um, this is pillow talk medium as well. You know, pillow talk and Charlotte Tilbury. Is a universal color. It's universal color. It's our spice. It looks it's our, it's, stunning it, on everybody. It looks stunning on everything. It's okay. no brainer. Five things that you put on everyone's face. Your five hero products. Concealer. Which concealer? Oh, which concealer? Mm-hmm. Um, cl- either Clay de Peau or Hourglass. Okay. And a loose powder. Uh, Laura Mercier's uh, colorless powder is one of my favorites. Mascara. I really like Charlotte Tilbury's right now. Mark Jacobs is good too. Oh, Mark Jacobs is really good too. Mm-hmm. And uh, lip balm, bag balm, baby. You love you some bag balm. I can right. do anything with all those things. There are two things I wanted to bring that I know Joey, because <laughs> <laughs> he does love him a good treatment. Oh it's the God. current body skin LED light therapy mask. She is. We're gonna take a picture. We're gonna put everything so you guys don't have to worry. But tell us about why you love this. Gadget. Oh, because it's he- very healing for your skin. You know, I I never knew about it until a, a, a facialist did it for me. And it's red and infrared light. So. Yeah, and it, it's good for inflammation and puffiness. And it, uh, what it, what's the word I'm looking for? Not desensitizes, but... Um, it balances your it skin. It balances your so. skin. It sanitizes, like, underneath your skin. So if you have any, like, issues with clogged pores or blackheads or acne, it's, like, cl- very... It's, like, doing a deep cleansing with light. And you love yourself some Goop Glow. Goop Glow is everything. I mean, anything Gwyneth Paltrow tells me to use, I I I hate to say it, but I will use it. What's your (laughs) ultimate beauty hack that no one knows about? My ultimate beauty hack that no one knows about? Oh, God, I have have a lot. I love to... like boil water and put it in a bowl and steam my face. I feel like it's really good like to clear out sinuses. It helps clear out my pores. You could even just do it in a hot shower or put a hot towel over your face, but I love to steam my face. And I'll use like one of those tools the estheticians use, that like little loopy thing that's metal. <laughs> that's dangerous. I know it's dangerous, but I know what I'm doing. I don't recommend anyone <laughs> does it at home. My but- mom used to make me do that. I, she would steam boil yeah. water, put it in a bowl, and put a towel over my head so that I could get blackheads out of my nose when and, I was like 12 years old. And you thank her every day because look at how stunning your skin is. She is, wow. she's Hungarian, but her skin, since I've known her, she's had amazing skin. Okay. We love a little bit of rapid fire, right, Em? Mm-hmm. What is your 
best beauty advice? Be nice to yourself in the mirror. Think good thoughts, say positive things to yourself while you're getting ready. It'll make your getting ready process more enjoyable and faster. Your biggest pet peeve? When there's eyeshadow dust on top of lashes. (laughs) Lashes. (laughs) Lashes. Drives me crazy. Oh, I can't. It's just too much. It gives me anxiety. How old were you when you had the worst cut ever? And what style was it? My whole entire childhood, I had the worst haircuts ever. <laughs> I had the bowl cut. Yeah, thanks, mom. <laughs> um, actually, no. This one time, I had just gotten the most fabulous haircut, and I colored my hair like navy blue, and I was feeling myself. And then I got, I auditioned to be in the local theater for Rocky Horror, and they asked me to cut my hair. And I was like, fine. And then they cut my hair and I started hysterically crying. It was like a really, a real mohawk. So I was like shaved bald (laughs) and they left a strip of hair in the center down my back. And I didn't stop crying for a month. What's your go-to cocktail? My go-to cocktail. Ooh, it changes. I love a Bloody Mary. Mm. I love an old fashioned. Mm. I love a glass of champagne. Are you a morning person Mm. or a night person? Both. Coffee or tea? Coffee. If you could swim in a pool full of anything, what would it be? (laughs) Men. Yes! (laughs) What is the most underrated beauty product? Eyebrow gel. I love eyebrow gel. Oh, my God. I love it so much. Anastasia, I love it. I love eyebrow gel. I use it every single day. She came out with the wax, too. Would you consider yourself a leader or a follower? A leader. I wanted to say both. Because I like to learn from other people, but I feel like I'm naturally a leader. What do you think of when I say fruit? Uh, Peaches is what came to mind. (laughs) 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 I love that. If you could teach any grade or subject, what would it be? Oh, okay. I would, um, that's an amazing question. I would teach psychology. to college students. And I would take your class. Guess what? I take your class about three days a week. You're accepted into my the College of Joey Maloof. Joey Maloof, if you were to tell your 10-year-old self a little bit of advice, what would it be? Accept your flaws. They're the diamond of your being. Oh and Molly's God. crying for the third time. I know. Today. I love that. I love you. I, I know. You know, it's true, though, because... We're so hard on ourselves when we're younger. We want to be like our friends. We want to be accepted so badly. We want to be cool. We, you know, we want to be the it thing. We want people to pay attention to us because all of us deep down inside just want to be seen. We want to be noticed. We want people to love us. We want to be loved, you know? So I think we're capable of giving ourselves all of those things. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what I'm learning, you know, as time goes on and the more I work on myself, you know, we're capable of giving ourselves all that love. We are. You guys make sure and follow Joey Maloof at Joey Maloof. You, I mean, he gives the best tips, tricks, trends. He's my go-to. So make sure you check him out, follow him. And he actually will DM you back. 
I will. I know. I love DMing people back. <laughs> I love getting a stranger who's like, my son has the same hair as you. What do you use in your hair? And I will DM <laughs> I know back. you will. I know you will. You're the best. You're amazing. We love you. Truly. We've been through. Love you. I missed you. I wish I was there. I know. Thick, I wish guys. I could hug you. Thick and thin. I know. I'm so honored to <laughs> be on the be- the be- your The hair. best advice. <laughs> the huh? best thing my mom said, do you think he could come back next week and do my makeup? <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I would a hundred percent. I love. She, you did it so many I times. I love doing You're your the mom's best. makeup. She's the best energy. We're gonna have Joey back. He's gonna be one of our resident makeup hair artists to give us all the tips and trends. You guys, this has been an awesome episode of Lipstick on the Rim. Make sure and tune in next week. You're going to be obsessed. I love you. I love you. Love Talk you. to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims and my ride or die, Emisha Gormley. We are so excited to bring you guys along on this journey. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Lipstick on the Rim and Molly B. Sims or my website where you can dive just a little bit deeper into my favorite products, trends, and more at mollysims.com. This podcast is a production with Dear Media. Wanted to give a special thanks to my team, Ashley Gasparian, Schaefer Carrillo, Ashley Sanchez, and Michelle Harrison and everyone at Dear Media. Don't forget to listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss out on the fun. 